And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I feel like the phrase, everything old is new again, is somewhat appropriate uh, for this episode, this particular episode of DDT Wrestling. Uh, do you agree, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson? Well, I think I would need to hear a little bit more about what you're thinking, oh, DC Matthews, at DC Matthews NAI. Well... John Cena is the WWE champion. Yes, Randy that is very old news. Randy Orton is the Royal Rumble winner, and so will be wrestling in the main event of WrestleMania. Also old news. And I love him dearly, but Seth Rollins is injured, and that's beginning to become old news. I see. I mean, and then I suppose we could also say that with, what, Samoa Joe debuting on Raw this week, um, it's starting to look like TNA circa 2007 in here, right? Well, Bobby Roode is your NXT champion. Samoa Joe is your hottest commodity on the Raw roster. AJ Styles is your SmackDown champion. I Yeah. People are excited about Kurt Angle possibly doing something, even though he won't. Where is the rest of Team Canada? That's what I want to know. Eric Young's there. Where's Petey Williams? Where's the little... I want Scott Demore. Where's little Papa Pump? And A1 Steak Sauce. Where's Steak Sauce? I don't even know what Steak Sauce's real name is. He was A1. That's what he wrestled as. I remember that. Is that true? Yeah. I thought we made that up. No. Literally, it was A-1. Hmm. All right, then. No, we called him Steak Sauce because that was his name. Do you remember Mason Ryan? Yes, from the Nexus or the Core or whatever. I don't I don't know if I ever watched him wrestle, but he's the guy who looks like Batista. Yeah. Was there more to it than that, or was it just a... I believe he's like in Cirque du Soleil now. Really? I think, good for him. I think so. I think he's... A performer of, I don't exactly know what sort of odd feat of flexibility he can do, but maybe he can throw people in the air. Maybe that's his appeal. Um, we we have not recorded in a while. Uh, what did you think of the Royal Rumble weekend? We'll talk when we when we do record a private earful. Uh, we'll talk NXT, but give me give me the overview. Royal Rumble weekend takeover. The Rumble, the fallout from the Rumble. Uh, what say you, sir? I had a very enjoyable weekend. I really, you know, had a great time watching the NXT TakeOver show from Dallas. And the anticipation was quite high for the Royal Rumble. And I thought that uh, show uh, started off very well. And it wasn't until the very, very end of the Royal Rumble that I felt completely duped. People, I you know, I tried to be, I, I am the Pope of Positivity, so I I tried to be good about it, but I got to tell you, I'm, I'm laying in bed. I literally watched the Royal Rumble from bed, and I'm watching it going, this is boring. This Royal Rumble 
is boring. And as we got in and and those surprise spots got filled by guys. Now, I'm all for WWE wanting to build their stars. But as we're getting Apollo Crews and Kalisto and... I can't even remember what other random mid-carders were in there that weren't announced. I started doing the math in my head, and I know I wasn't alone, but I'm like, all right, we're at guy 24. We still haven't seen either of the big three. Let's talk about the odds of that happening with this random drawing. Not great. We're running out of chances to be surprised, but I will say... I was thoroughly entertained by just the sheer cojones of Vince McMahon to go, I'm giving you Roman Reigns at number 30. I know you expect Finn Balor or Samoa Joe or Kurt Angle, but I am giving you even Kane would have been better. Like, you know, we're talking like. You know, Demon Kane or anybody else, they could have put Bo Dallas in at number 30 and people would have appreciated it more than them giving you Roman flipping reigns at number 30. Yeah. Uh, but still, where'd you go? You all right there? Are you just listening? I can't tell if I'm our fine. feed has cut out. So. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, can you hear me at all? I'm fine. Nope, we're good. We're back. I was trying all to right. do too much on my computer, I believe. Yeah. So, again, I don't know. I definitely felt it got to be those, you know, low 20s. And, I real, and you know, I was sitting there saying, okay, where's Lesnar? Where's Goldberg? Where's Taker? And it got to be 24, 25. And it's like, okay, now we know that three of the five left are these guys. Who's gonna be the other two? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, I personally think that the WWE probably should make an announcement. I know, like, there is something to be said for the anticipation of Finn Balor possibly returning, but don't you think it would be better if they just came out and said, "Ah, Finn Balor wasn't cleared, guys. He don't expect him." Don't expect that. I Yes, but at the same time, I think they wanted to build that anticipation. They wanted us to think that maybe he would. And he tweeted out very soon after the 30th man got out there. He tweeted out he had a special coffee mug made with the, you know, with the list of yeah. injuries and all of that sort of stuff. So don't care about that at all. I just think that, again, they did a very poor job of managing expectations. And Finn Balor is only the tip of the iceberg. Myself, I was happy that it wasn't Finn Balor at number 30. I think he's the only other person that would have gotten almost the exact same reaction from me Mm -hmm. as Roman Reigns got. Um, But at the same time, again, a big match like that, it's all about managing expectations. You had eight surprise slots. You didn't utilize any of them particularly well. And then number 30 rolls around. I don't know. Like, I really think that was a very poorly booked, managed, um, paced Royal Rumble match. I agree. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that Jack Gallagher 
was the only 205 Live representative. He came out with William. It was sticky. It was wrestle silly. I had no problem with that. You want to burn one spot on wrestle silly? Go for it. They brought out Ty Dillinger. He didn't do much, but I was beside. I was ecstatic from that too. And that was it. Those were besides. And again, it depends on your perspective. I enjoyed that Baron Corbin eliminated Braun Strowman by himself. I thought that was a good move. For there were like a series. Of, I wouldn't say he did it by himself. He was the only. But he was the only person touching Braun when he went over for the, the elimination. Run. But there were it was yeah. a series of things. But he was the last domino to fall, and he did it. He could. He is a fast guy when he wants to be. That was a very nicely done elimination. Uh, Luke Harper teasing Sister Abigail, I thought, was a good moment. Most people, I'm sure, enjoyed uh, Brock Lesnar elim- being eliminated in such a fashion by Goldberg. Not necessarily nope. you, not necessarily me, but some people probably did. But outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot else. Uh, to like about that match, which is a shame because besides that match, that pay-per-view was top to bottom great. Bailey and Charlotte was good. Not great, but good. Owens versus Reigns was a lot of fun. Neville versus Rich Swan was a lot of fun. John Cena versus AJ Styles was a lot of fun. I just take umbrage with you calling the rest of the show great and then describing all of the matches as good or fun. Where was the greatness? I, I will say, say Cena's styles was pretty great. I said I would say both title, both world universal title matches were great. I really enjoyed Owens' reigns. I haven't seen, I listened to Kevin Owens on Talk is Jericho, and he talked about how in the indies he was known for building these ladder table chair contraptions. That's one of the first ones I can remember seeing. I like that match a lot. And I even thought Neville versus Swan was pretty good. And I missed part of it, but they were telling a really nice story. It was a, it was a, it was shaping up to be a great pay-per-view and the rumble really ruined it for a lot of people. Walk- I mean, the thing is, here's the other thing that I want to say about, yeah, it's only one match on that card, but at the same time, I think the Royal Rumble match is probably, typically, the most entertaining match of the year. And it so certainly can be. To, and for it to stumble as badly as I think it did, I think is, you know, especially egregious. Do you wonder if WWE feels they shot themselves in the foot with the AJ Styles thing? Like, they could, they there was no single surprise or return that would top AJ Styles making his debut at number three last year. So I almost wonder if they went, there's no way we can top it. So we're not even going to try. We're going to try to, we're going to try to do this in a different way. And we were expecting, we figured precedent had been set. They were going to swerve us and bring out Kenny Omega, or they were going to, you know, have Finn Balor or somebody. Exactly. They were never going to bring Kenny Omega. He doesn't have half the recognition that AJ Styles They were going to bring somebody out. It was going to be Shinsuke or something like that that they were going to, you know, they were going to bring out some big name. And they decided 
not to do it. They did the crowd favorite with Ty Dillinger, and otherwise they played it safe. It it affected the Rumble, but again, if they had figured out a way to end it in a slightly better way, we might not be talking about it like that. It might have been a, you know, because that ending, walk me through this. You were there. I'm sure Mrs. Manson was still there. GQ, who you can now follow on Twitter, at GQ on draft, because he's apparently, he he's just a big beer fan. That's all I can say. I love you, GQ, but whew. Um, what, walk me through the reaction of that room when Roman Reigns came out. Was it just, did you, you know, was there throw? Everybody literally just said, F this. What a waste. Did you even watch the rest of it, or did you just turn it off? No, I mean, it was still on. I think I walked away, but... How do you feel about Randy Orton being the Royal Rumble winner? He's had a a bit of a renaissance with the Wyatt family. Let me tell you something about Randy Orton, which I think I've said on this show several times. There is literally nothing they can do with that performer that I will care about ever again. Sorry. He does not excite me in any way, shape, or form. I think it's a wasted opportunity. Even this, even this, this variation with, with the Bray It's been fine. It's been fine. But I'm still just waiting for them to break up because that's what's going to happen eventually. Well, well then let Don't know how. Don't care how. Why it's always fall apart and this clearly isn't gonna last long term well then let's let's talk about this then we- and let's talk about this let's talk about the story of the Wyatts falling apart which they've done three times already why should I care now that it's Randy Orton instead of Eric Rowan I I don't they've played this this hand so many times like I it, it literally does nothing for me nothing I completely damaged. I appreciate it the way they're using Luke Harper, and that's because I'm a big Luke Harper fan. But this whole notion that Harper hates Randy, but Bray still either has some sort of power or there is some sort of relationship there. So on SmackDown, when we saw the tag team match, Luke Harper's not going to get involved with Bray Wyatt. I think that part makes a little bit of sense. You know why? He was he he had him set up for Sister Abigail, and suddenly he won't touch him. That doesn't make any sense. That's poor storytelling. I appreciated the story that was told in the ring Tuesday, leading up to That's that. That's fine, except it didn't make any sense with what came before it. We had a moment where I think didn't Harper like the week before he he literally punched Wyatt in the jaw. Like on purpose, and now suddenly he won't touch him. Like it- no, I thought it was a miss. I thought they were just having miscue after miscue. Like he got super kicked. Harper went to super kick Orton. Orton moved out of the way, and he hit Bray, and then Bray attacked Harper. You might be right. Uh, you pay okay. more I'll attention. Give I'll, I'll give it to you. I don't. I don't. Remember. You do pay more attention Either to SmackDown I than care. I do. But let's stay on SmackDown for a minute because. Elimination Chamber is we're literally going to be doing our predictions next week on this show. 
for Elimination Chamber. And right now it is Styles, Cena, Wyatt, Corbin, Miz. Is Styles not in there? No, Styles is the first guy I said. Ambrose. Ambrose. Styles, Cena, Ambrose, Ambrose Miz. Ambrose is in it? Yeah. He's the IC champion. He, he's in it. Because that's why Ambrose okay. and AJ Styles wrestled on SmackDown. Okay. And then it's Miz and Corbin. What do you think? Are you are you falling out of love with wrestling? Didn't this happen around this time before? Is this yeah. where is this where you need to check out until WrestleMania on on Feb this, on February fifteenth? On February fifteenth, am I just going to lose you to seasons one and two of Lucha Underground on Netflix, and you're not going to yeah. watch WWE again? No, I mean honestly, I'm less disappointed with the WWE's programming this year than I have been in years past. I think for the most part, it's pretty good right now. Um, I, I don't really think there's any danger of me not watching it, but I, I mean, I will <laughs> Would say... Would there have been if Roman Reigns had won the Royal Rumble? Would you have just stopped watching Raw altogether? Probably, yes. Fair. Well, and that's it. You have the two brands. I, you know, I'm excited about Elimination Chamber, and I'm excited for you that Lucha Underground is talking being taken to Netflix. I'm sure we will discuss that on a private earful this week. But, um, but you know, I, those six guys are good. The rumor and the reports are that Bray Wyatt is going to win the title at the Elimination Chamber so that way he can wrestle Randy Orton and that will be the breakup of the Wyatt family at WrestleMania. As much as I would love Bray Wyatt to win a title... I can't say that's the story I'm hoping they tell with this. I mean, I don't feel like Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton is main event of WrestleMania worthy. It's not. They'd open the show. You know what I mean? Well, like, there's two title Randy matches. Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumble. Typically, you're the main event of WrestleMania. No, you're not. Typically, not with two. Typically. Not with two brands. I would I would I would be willing to bet that if you go back to the original brand extension, it didn't work out that way. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think Randy think Orton's going to close the show. I think people tended to switch brands when it wasn't in their favor, and I think pretty frequently. You might be right. I mean, I don't know that. You watch. You were watching sure, it. You were watching it more than I was, but I certainly wasn't paying attention to that. I think Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, for reasons that defy my understanding, is going to be what main events. WrestleMania, or it's going to be Triple H versus The Rock, but now we're jumping all over the place, getting all sorts of things. So I'm doubtful of both those things. You're what? I'm doubtful of both of those things. So, you know, I don't think so. I would prefer that AJ Styles win the title back and we get Styles versus Orton. I think there's more... I would I would find more interest in that feud a AJ Styles as a babyface cuz I can see that that's starting they're starting to lay the foundation for that if he were to ever turn again. You know what bothers me the most? AJ Styles is the guy who they've, you know, mostly built SmackDown around this year. It's been a hell of a first year for this guy. It's really to me WWE 2016 is the year of AJ Styles. And now we're going into WrestleMania season. And admittedly, the whole scene might change a week from now. But right now, it doesn't really seem like Styles has 
anything worth mentioning going on at WrestleMania? Right now, if I had to guess, if, if nothing changed between now and WrestleMania, I would say it's AJ versus Shane. Whoa. Which is not something I'm opposed to, but that would be it. That's where his... The feud with John Cena is kind of over with and done. John Cena did a real nice job kind of pumping AJ's tires in that promo on Tuesday. So, you again, that's why I'm saying I think they're laying the foundation where if they needed to turn AJ Styles babyface and feud with Wyatt slash Orton heading into WrestleMania, I think they could do it. And I would be much more I'm much more interested in watching AJ versus Randy than Bray versus Randy because we just saw it. So, yeah, but either way, the Elimination Chamber will be good. Those are six good talents. Maybe it'll be Miz. Maybe we'll get Miz versus Orton or maybe we'll get Miz versus John Cena. Miz and Maurice versus John Cena and Nikki Bella. (sighs) (laughs) Oh, man, there's so many possibilities. What are you drinking? What is that? Looks like an energy drink. Baxter Brewing Company, Bootleg Fireworks, third edition. Why did they make beer? What? What? Why are suddenly cans growing bigger? Like I've seen it. It's just what they do. Soda cans. You should see. GQ came over for the rumble. He brought us two crowlers, which are can growler hybrids. Um, it's a literally a thirty-two ounce can. Of beer. 32 ounces of beer in a giant can. Twice the size of this. It was ridiculous. He brought two. Did you each drink one? No, we split them, but. But you drank, between the two of you, you drank 64 ounces of beer. Well, we drank way more than that. He brought like seven beers over, and most of them were the 16 ounce ones, but. There are so many questions I want to ask, and I don't think we can ask any of them on the air. Do, do the three of us need to sit down and talk? Is that is that what's happening here? Probably. Like at one point with a with another mutual friend of ours who we haven't seen in a long time, uh, GQ and I had to kind of have an intervention with him. Is, is that where we're going? I don't think so. Okay. I love the boy. I love the man dearly. He is one of my longest and dearest friends, and I want to make sure. You know, this was a gift from him. In fact, uh, he is. This is he, a beer that they only can, I think, once a year, and this is the third year that they've done it. Um, it's pretty good. What does it taste like? Please don't say beer. <laughs> uh, it tastes like. I mean, to put it in terms you'll understand, the most bitter, disgusting, awful beer you've ever tasted. Well, that's the thing. Like, beer to be... I guess you taste the hops, but not having had hops this in This is the- a double India pale ale, and it literally says on the label, brewed with too many hops to list. Like, it's brewed with, like, ten or more different types of hops in this beer. It's sort of ridiculous, but it's actually pretty good. I mean, to the inexperienced palate, you're just going to say that's bitter and terrible. But I mean, it's honestly, there's a bit of citrus in there, a bit of pine. It's, it's, it's... Who wants to eat pine? 
It's got Who? some grapefruit, I think, on it. Forgive. Um, and it finishes, you know, there's a high bitter note in the middle there, but that goes away pretty quickly, and it just kind of leaves you feeling high and dry in the mouth. Um, I don't know. It's actually pretty well balanced. Forgive but me. But, again, it's a totally an acquired taste sort of thing. But go ahead. Forgive me for the unfortunate wordplay here, but who pines to eat pine? Come on, pine nuts are delicious. They have a nice flavor. But do they taste like a pine tree? I mean, I don't know. I've not, I mean, yes, because it's from a pine tree. When I eat pesto, I don't feel like I'm eating an evergreen. Now, granted, there's basil and other flavors in there, but that pesto is mainly made with pine nuts. But do you think there would be any market for the three of us, and now I'm including GQ, to do a show about beer where you could try to explain to the person who knows nothing about them why they're so popular? Um, I'm sure that must exist. Well, obviously it exists. GQ and I have a mutual person we used to know in high school who hosts a local cable show totally on drinking and alcohol and bars and things of that nature. So he, you know, interviews breweries and things like that. So cool. Well, all right. How did we get on this? Oh, you were drinking it. You were drinking the bitter pine f- drink. Uh, Seth Rollins. Let's let's talk about the biggest news of the last few days. Seth Rollins apparently re-aggravated a knee injury at the hands of Samoa Joe. From the looks of it, Samoa Joe was going for a judo kind of toss to sell the coquina clutch and may have tweaked Seth Rollins' knee. Seth Rollins will be out for currently an indeterminate amount of time. Uh, You're not a huge Seth Rollins fan, uh, but how do you feel about that and how it affects the road to WrestleMania? Fine. Sorry that he got injured. I don't like to see anybody get injured ever, but I can't say I was looking forward to Triple H versus Seth Rollins. Are you? It kind of just felt to me like, you know, a I've en- waving contest of. Some I kind. enjoyed it since I enjoyed Seth Rollins showing up at Takeover. I I believe I've said on this show. I thought that was a waste of Takeover. Really? Minutes, minutes that could have been spent in another match somewhere else. I have no need to see somebody come out in this whiny voice and say, I'm taking the whole show hostage. And then for a billion security guys to come out and get rid of him without any sort of real incident occurring kind of felt like a big waste of my time. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't even take that much. That was like now. Granted, every minute is precious on an NXT show, but that was like five minutes of time, really. Come out and face me, Triple H. Come out and face me. I'm taking over. Take over. I don't. Can we just talk about Seth Rollins for a second here? I know I've been down at Seth Rollins for a very long time. But I'm sorry, but like they they have they completely missed the boat on his entire return from injury. 
his entire last period of his career here since coming back from injury, I feel like has been the worst booked thing possibly in wrestling today. Like they started with this big, huge, sympathetic documentary on the WWE Network, setting them back, setting them up for this big face return, which they immediately screwed the pooch on by having them like stick to the guns, being a heel, and then he's just sort of been this ineffectual, twerpy nothing for most of the year, who's just sort of defaulted now into this face role while still acting exactly the same way and looking weak at every single possible turn, and boom, now he's injured again. Like I don't like I just feel like this has just been an ineffectual waste of everybody's time these last what nine months whatever it's been it just it, it doesn't seem like they've done anything creative with him that actually seemed well reasoned thought out or developed it just I, I don't know it, I'm really down on the whole thing and it, I don't think it's Seth's fault necessarily um but man but also you weren't wild about authority Seth Rollins either no, I, 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 that's what I said to begin with. I've been down on him for a long time. I acknowledge that. But I really felt like when he was coming back, that was a chance. That was a chance to do something. And I just feel I like thought it was very curious vote. that he would you, would you would have this special completely devoted to, as you said, it was building sympathy. I thought the special was very well done. He could have come back in this huge way. And so when he came back... And was heel-ish, it was a little confusing. And I don't remember the light, you know, Finn, but I don't remember the layout of the, the scene there. Maybe they needed him as a heel. I enjoyed when he started becoming a babyface. I noticed the change in his uh, wrestling. There were a lot more of the aerial maneuvers. I enjoyed that. I thought this whole thing with the Triple H thing was odd. Was odd. Why wait until I'm pretty sure the takeover before Survivor Series? Now, granted, that was the whole five on five Raw versus SmackDown thing, but I'm pretty sure there was another takeover where Triple H and Seth Rollins were at odds. Why didn't you show up there? Why, you know, was it really that Triple H's music came on a couple weeks ago and you lost your spot in the Rumble? That was really the step too far. It wasn't that you lost your universal title in the first place. It wasn't that he gave you a pedigree. It was the fact that his music hit. That's what really bothered you. That's what caused you to go to San Antonio. That part I found odd. And so, you know, I, I'm not great. I'm not wild about the booking. I don't have huge problems with it, but I'm not, you know, wild about it. But I do think, you know, they were starting to, you know, and again, it's Royal Rumble season. It's the road to WrestleMania. I imagine they would have started to click into a higher gear. Bringing Samoa Joe out was, I thought, a genius move, not just because I said that's what they should do, but I just thought it was really well, you know, it was really well done. Triple H is not going to face you right away. He's going to use his his little vanity project, as they call it and bring up a guy to take you out. And now I don't know where they go from here because is Triple H going to wrestle at WrestleMania if he's not wrestling Seth Rollins? He shouldn't. Don't know. He shouldn't. Don't care. I I, I tweeted this out. The no, only person that I could see him wrestling 
is you could do Triple H, Sami Zayn. If they really wanted to go that way, you could make this, you could turn this, I see an Oscar. They could turn this into a Sami Zayn story fairly, fairly easily. Could they? Lay it on me. That way, no, we don't, this way we don't have to get a whole episode of By the Book. Tell me what you're thinking. Ouch. Ouch. No, no, no. Think it, I, I didn't mean it that way. I meant it's a value add, DC. This is like you're getting an entire whole other episode in DDT Wrestling. It's a positive. Stephanie and Sami Zayn have not enjoyed each other since Sami Zayn failed to win the Intercontinental title. And so they've been at odds. They haven't been, you know, mortal enemies, but he's been at odds with him. He had the whole thing with Mick Foley there. It is not outside the realm of possibility for Triple H and Samoa Joe to come out and gloat about putting Seth Rollins on the shelf. Sami Zayn comes out to stand up for Seth Rollins and say, because he's a babyface and because he's, you know, tired of people pushing, you know, I don't like people pushing other people around. I'm not a fan of bro. What if, what if Roman Reigns came out and stood up for Seth Rollins? Because they're brothers. You understand that could potentially happen. You know, you could, I could easily paint us a picture where we get to a point where it's the, whatever it is, fast lane. It's Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn against Samoa Joe and Triple H, and then you go to WrestleMania, and it's Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe, which is a match I would like better, and Sami Zayn versus Triple H. No, I think we're going to see Roman Reigns versus Triple H, a fresh, hot new matchup at WrestleMania. Maybe they can close the show. Maybe it could be a seven-hour-long production with an 18-hour-long pre-show, and maybe they could have a match that goes on for three and a half hours. Can Stephanie be calling us slaves the entire time from up on her little... Yes! Absolutely! Book it! The fact, the fact that it. that is probably on the table, we're going to ignore the whole thing about Roman Reigns. They're buddies again, yes. right? Roman Reigns Yes, but what Rollins I'm saying is we're going to totally eliminate the idea that Roman Reigns eliminated Undertaker from the Royal Rumble. Like we're going to we're going to we're not going to continue that storyline at all. It's just going to be Roman versus Hunter 2. I, it's totally possible. I like Sami Zayn better. I would I would rather see a Sami Zayn or I don't care that it's in Orlando. I don't care that Triple H wants to perform for the full sale crowd. You don't wrestle. There's no place for you on that show. I don't care that it's seven hours long. There's no story that makes sense unless you're going to do Triple H versus Shane. Again, bringing up Shane McMahon. Unless you're going to do that, there's no reason to have him on the show. What if you had Daniel Bryan versus Kurt Angle versus Tyson Kidd? Do you think this reflects badly on Samoa Joe? Oh, wrong mouse. Let's go there. Samoa Joe did injure Tyson Kidd since you brought him up, and now he's injured Seth Rollins. Do we have to have that same discussion? Yes. Is Samoa Joe an unsafe worker? No, I think Seth Rollins is an unsafe worker. You think Seth Rollins injured himself? Yes. I mean, let's face it. This guy came back from a major injury in which he blew out every single possible tendon and ligament in his knee, and then for the last 
you know, 10 months has continued to do a finisher where every single time he performs it, he lands on his knees. But he didn't. Well, okay. So, so you're saying this aggravation of the injury is a long time coming. It just happened to be at the hands of Samoa Joe. That's okay. what I'm saying. But I have a bias I, towards Samoa Joe. I have a bias towards Samoa Joe, too. And, you know, I am delighted that he's on the roster. Who do you want him to wrestle? What are some Samoa Joe men? Now that he's on the main roster. Here's the thing. I'm not sure he is on the main roster. Um, I think he would have showed up. I think he would have wrestled Seth Rollins at Fastlane. And I don't think he would have been on the card at WrestleMania. Or if he was, he would have been in the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial Royal Ring Empty Over the Top Ropey thing. That's what they should call that. They should put it on the trophy. <laughs> the entire trophy is just the name plaque. With like with like a very little <laughs> picture of Andre at the top. There it is. Um Absolutely. You're not wrong. I I was trying to you know, because you would assume Roman Reigns is spoken for, unless you're gonna do Sami Zayn, which would be a great match, you're not gonna do Samoa Joe Kevin Owens. You're not gonna do Samoa Joe Chris Jericho, both matches I would like to see. He's not going to be in the Goldberg Lesnar Undertaker conversation. So it's possible that he would be in the Andre Battle Royale. I think they'd find something for, you know, at this point, I'd send him to SmackDown. At this point, I'd have him take out somebody, maybe even Ambrose, and insert himself into the Elimination Chamber. But. Yeah. Like I said, I, I just. I was hesitant to see them bring somebody up post-Rumble, as everybody's been talking about, in the Rumble, whatever, just because I don't really see where people fit moving into WrestleMania. And I think Samoa Joe, our, just our conversation about him right now, I think is just furthering my sort of opinion that it's a very awkward time to try to insert someone mm-hmm. into the stories well, currently ongoing. But at the same time, what does WrestleMania look like to Doc Manson? Where where do you think we're going? There's a lot that's up in the air right now. Yeah, and you know what? That's what we said going into the Royal Rumble. Ah, it's the least predictable Rumble in 20 years. Everything's in the air. They could do anything. Anything is possible. The sky's the limit. Could be the best show ever. Roman Reigns entered at number 30. But I'm... So, with that kind of track record, you you can forgive me for not being too hopeful about this unknown WrestleMania. Everything's in the air. No, what what I'm saying is, since we're we're not doing a by the book, take a minute. What are we going to see at WrestleMania? We're going to see Goldberg versus Lesnar versus The Undertaker. We are going to see John Cena, Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. We are going to see Dean Ambrose defending the Intercontinental title match in uh, in a five-person ladder match. We're going to see both of the tag team belts defended on the pre-show. 
Um, we're going to see Charlotte versus Nia Jax versus Bailey versus Sasha Banks. We're going to see Mickey James versus Becky Lynch. We're going to see... I don't know. That's about a whole card, right? Because plus an Andre the Giant Battle Memorial where everybody we actually like will be in there. And maybe we will see Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. I don't know who's going to be the title holder there, but they'll be facing Finn Balor. I thought you said Kevin Owens was facing Chris Jericho. Did I, I misspeak? I, I'm sorry. Uh, I meant whatever is going to happen with the Face Universal title will involve Finn Balor. I don't know who his opponent is because I think Kevin Owens won't be the champion right. at that point. Again, let me ask this question. I hope none of that happens. No, but the point I'm making is, again, are we getting to a point where Doc Manson's no longer enjoying WWE? Because you said you've been enjoying WWE. I said I've been enjoying it more so than in past years. Didn't say On a I was scale of 1 to 10, right now. 10 being Lucha Underground, 1 being you literally have to cancel WWE Network. Where are you right now? If Raw were the only show that they produced, I'd be at like a one. But they don't. They have SmackDown Live. Right. So let's average it out to around a seven. So you SmackDown's a ten? No, no, it's like a eight or a nine, but I'm also enjoying NXT okay. and 205 all right. Live. They're I see how you there that. as well. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's see here. What did I miss? Looking at our predictions, Neville is a cruiserweight champion. We saw that coming. Did Mick Foley's suit hurt no. your face this week? <laughs> oh man, I wanted to die. No, I, I, it, it was a little much. But at the same, a little. But at much. the same time, I've come. That's like saying I'm a little bit overweight. I've come to expect from Mick Foley that he's going to dress ridiculously. So the fact that he looked like an Italian picnic blanket, or he, he doesn't terrible. care. He posted about that on Facebook. He's reached the age where he no longer cares what people think about him, and now that he's in good shape, he can dress ridiculously and not care. Did you watch all the remaining episodes of Holy Foley? Ask me a question. Ask me how many episodes You've watched of zero Holy episodes Foley I've of Holy watched. Foley. Zero. But you tweeted that you were going Foley. to watch Holy Foley. Yeah, well, apparently I lied. That was back when I liked Mick Foley. I'm going back to, I'm literally just talking a few days ago. Like, No, I said, hey, everybody, let's watch Holy Foley. I tweeted that because they ended the Royal Rumble, that craptacular crap fest, and immediately went into an episode of Holy Foley. Because that makes it better, everybody. After that show that we just got finished watching, after that ending, after Roman Reigns at number 30... Let's all just hang out on social media and watch some Holy Foley together. 
That'll really bring us closer. If, we had, if you had watched Holy Foley, Emelina would have made her debut. I'll tell you that. I miss Emma. I'm just I'm reading the card. Neville's cruiserweight champion. We knew Charlotte would retain. We knew Owens would retain. That frog splash through the table. I've never seen a table break like that before. <laughs> That's what it I'm disintegrated. saying. Disintegrated. Yeah. No, that um, was impressive. You're right. That match it was, was pretty it good. Was in... That show was pretty good. I had a great Until... time watching TakeOver. I had a high going into the Royal Rumble. I enjoyed everything, and it wasn't like I said until like it got to be like entrance That's what twenty I'm saying. to twenty five, where I started feeling like, oh god, what are they doing? Do you think they would have been better off doing two separate Royal Rumbles of twenty men each, a Raw Royal Rumble and a SmackDown no. Royal Rumble? No. I'm not sure there are 20 they people on They used a spot on Mark Henry. And I get that they were in Texas. And I get that literally you you could watch science in action. You watched Jack Gallagher actually get lifted a little by the umbrella when Mark Henry threw him out. That was a that was a glorious moment. But they used a spot on Mark flipping Henry you want to talk about using spots. They used a spot on Ty hey, Dillinger. They 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 probably had no choice. The guy who yet again lost on oh, no, takeover he's a winner the night because before. he won. He made it into the Royal Rumble. He's in the history books. When someone writes the history of the Royal Rumble, his name is in there. From 1 to 30, they'll see hey. my name. Yeah, him and Bastion Booger. Nobody cares. Who cares? Don't you talk to Stan that way. Don't you talk to Stan that way. I wanted that moment. There was when when Triple H and Shawn Michaels had reformed DX and they were feuding with Vince and the Spirit Squad. At one point, they're backstage and Shawn Michaels is talking about how he could do just about anything. And there's a obviously a guy dressed for production. He's got the headphones on. He's wearing a button-up shirt. And he goes, hey, what's your name? And this guy, who was Ty Dillinger, he was still in developmental at that time, says his name is Stan. He hits him with sweet chin music and says, do you see? I just kicked Stan. I wanted... Ty Dillinger and Shawn Michaels to have a backstage moment where Shawn Michaels is like, don't I know you from somewhere? And Ty Dillinger. Can we, can we talk about how uh, Rusev, <laughs> handsome Rusev is now a microcosm for the career of Cody Rhodes? Go on. I don't know how that has. I The dashing, the dashing Cody Rhodes who was dashing for approximately a year before becoming the face mask wearing disfigured well, to be f- Cody Rhodes. To be fair, how Rus- how handsome Rusev did that entire story arc in a week. Does that mean next week we get Rusev dust? I assume <laughs> or so. He only has a mustache and he teams with Jinder Mizdow or Jinder Sandow. No, because no, because see, Jinder Mahal and Rusev leading up to Handsome Rusev was legacy. That was legacy. Then we did 
handsome Rusev, and now we've done the disfigured Rusev, which means next week he's coming out in I don't know silver no, tights he's, and he's got to do the it's he's got to do the Rhodes Scholars. There's got to be a moment where Jinder Mahal. So he shaves yes, it all. He's just and got Jinder the Mahal plays. All right, he comes out in a bathrobe and plays Damien Sanda. I keep it. wanting, I keep It'd wanting Rusev to turn babyface, and I know it's never going to happen, but he'd be a great. Silly that's what I'm saying, babyface. I saw somebody refer to this. I don't remember where, but what if Rusev became the Bulgarian Kurt Angle? How so? Like a little cowboy hat, a ukulele, like the whole nine yards. That man, he's humor. He, he actually is. is humorous, and he can play that goofy character. Rather well, he's shown us what's, a bit of that. I actually the, think as a what's baby the Russian face, name for do... John or Jimmy? Because I want to hear him singing "Your Corn and I Don't Care," "Hot Corn and I Don't Care." Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd watch Gallows it. and Anderson are the tag team champions. Instead of having a milk truck, it'd be a goat milk truck. Nice. Gallows and Anderson are the tag team champions. That finally happened. Yeah, they are. Luke Good Gall- for them. Good Luke Gallows for them. Looked the part. With- <laughs> His head was red. Did you like? He's like four different colors. If you look at him, like he's got like sort of skin tone on his hands. His arms are completely orange. He's got like white under his neck, and his head was just this giant red pimple, ready to burst. Yeah. But he looked good carrying the title. That was all I was going to say. He looked, you know, the the title felt, it felt right. Like, I'm not even a big Gallows and Anderson fan. And I was like, finally, good. Nerd. Speaking of that, because that always makes me think of Braun Strowman, who looks just like the guy. Um, Is he really the best part of Raw right now? Did you, did you know that Braun, did you know that Braun Strowman, uh, he he was at his house over the weekend, and there were some teenagers sort of loitering all around. And he kind of went out on his porch, and he said, "Hey, you kids, get off my lawn!" How long have you been planning that one? <laughs> a while. <laughs> he sat down with it. You know that he was <laughs> he was, he was in the woods, and, and he came across an injured baby deer, and he said. Oh, I have to help this little fawn! He, he had met a girl on Tinder, and they were like, let's watch a movie. And she's like, I'm in the mood for a Kurt Russell movie. And he was like, let's watch Captain Ron! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but he is just kind of great. I enjoyed... Did you enjoy that actually... There was there was logical story progression where a comment Kevin Owens made actually came back to haunt him weeks later, and then Great. he kicked Chris Jericho Loved in the it. face and I think put him through a table. Yeah, poor sexy. Hey, Pignata. he's got the record now. He's a sixty-one minute man and the longest Royal Rumble laster cumulatively. Of all time, he's got that record by like a good yeah. 50, he didn't even just he didn't break the record. He smashed the record. He uh, speaking of smashed, yeah. 
Uh, Nia Jax beat Sasha Banks twice. Is it just time to stop talking about Sasha Banks? And start talking about Nia Jax. I'm serious. Like, is I'm not. Is it is it time to just give up on her? Like, has WWE given up on her? Are we just waiting for her to turn I kind heel? Of, I've always... I've had the impression since the uh, revolution, since the women came to the main roster, that the WWE was never fully behind Sasha Banks. I always felt like... Yeah, I mean, there was that long period of time where she was nowhere to be found. She was lost in the shuffle of Team Bad. That wasn't really prominently placed. And then suddenly it seemed like she was getting her come up and she was getting her due, this recent program, you know, with Charlotte. And that was well and good and all. But there had been such a track record of downplaying her that I kind of always felt like that was less about Sasha and more about Charlotte. And I don't know if that's the case long term or not. I, I do think that Sasha Banks, again, becomes involved in the title picture heading towards WrestleMania, but I think that's going to be a, a fatal four-way. So, uh, I mean, I don't know that she's really someone that management or creative really is pinning any sort of expectations I think on at this, at this point, point. No. they're just biding their time before the heel turn, but is the Raw women's yes. roster really ready for Bailey versus the world? Charlotte's not going to turn babyface. Nia Jax is not going to turn babyface. How many different bad guys can you have on one show with only one good character? Emelina. Emelina is going to do it. Dana Brooke. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. He's doing the Emma dance that she used to do before she got arrested for stealing. I'm telling you, she can come back as a baby face and um, do nothing. What do you really think is going to happen with Emmalina? What? what? What is really going to happen with that character? Uh, eventually, she's going to come out as Emmalina on Raw. And then we won't see her. But is it, is it, or maybe we'll see her for like three weeks. But is it she? She's going to come out as Emmalina, and it is going to be different. Or is she just going to come out as Emmalina and then become Emma again? And it's just going to be this giant. She will be Emmalina for a little while, and then she will not appear on television. And the next time we see her, will either be on an article where she's been future endeavored or we'll just see her as Emma with Dana Brooke. Is Naomi a good wrestler and I missed it? No, no, she's not. She's athletic. She, I, she, it seems like when she, like I watched part of that tag match from SmackDown and she got the hot tag and did I, a yes, couple of really exactly cool moves, about, and yes. then she did the kicks, which are impressive, except they don't you know, actually make contact. That whole hot tag sequence was sort of impressive athletically. However, I felt that every move in that sequence was really kind of shoddily executed. It was all right. But again, that... Well, no, Cesaro, but nobody is. But then again, I, you know, I was like, maybe I'm missing something. And then I watched a little bit more and went, no, 
you know who actually was a good wrestler and surprised me? I tweeted this last night. Uh, is Aaliyah actually sort of kind of good? That's a question we'll have to answer on a private earful. The NXT, the Wednesday night wrap. I guess so. Um, do you think... The Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday night wrap-up. Naomi wins the title? No. But it's no, Black I don't. History Month. No. No, Do I you don't. know the last time WWE had an African-American women's champion? No. Me no, either, I don't. but I'm guessing it's been a long time ago. It would either be... I guess Layla would count, I think. Or it would have to go back to, like, Jacqueline or Jazz. Either way. Just curious. We got an email while we were recording. Did you know that, Doc Manson at Doc Manson? Oh. I'll read it to I you. I did not know that. DC Matthews at... No, I yeah. want to read it. If we only have one email, I'm reading it. Let me see here. Mm-hmm. 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 Ah. Oh, come on. There it is. Hey, guys. How do you think Kevin Owens will be presented after his feud with Chris Jericho? Yes, he is comedic gold, but the bruiser we saw in Next and after his main roster debut, we can all argue isn't fully there now. The comparison I always make is how Finley's run in the late 2000s started off as a no-nonsense pugilistic bruiser to then a comedy act with Hornswoggle. Yes, TNA talent, Swoggle. Yes, it isn't that extreme, but you see the comparisons. I personally feel you can't fault the company too much for this title run. Jera K.O. were given this comedy shick during a summer feud with Enzo and Cass, as they didn't have anything for them in the main event picture, as Finn Balor looked to have a lengthy title reign. Therefore, there wasn't enough time to switch gears in K.O.'s character before the fatal four-way. I think a move to SmackDown after WrestleMania and shifting that character back to his main roster debut aggression would work. Especially if he undergoes said changes, as I can't underestimate how refreshing the likes of Orin, Booker T, Triple H moving brands in the past gave their characters a new lease of life despite being the same. Imagine what a new environment for KO would do where he also reverts his character back. Not completely, just the more aggressive side. The chicken heel, in my opinion, suits someone smaller than his size. Don't forget him and Shane had kayfabe tension pre-brand split. The Pav, the P underscore A underscore V. How do you feel about that last part, that big guys shouldn't be chicken heels? Mm, I was going to say, Hollywood Hulk Hogan was a chicken heel despite being... Six, six, and 300 pounds. The one thing I will say is I am tired of chicken heels. And I think Owens, aggressive Owens, the prize fighter Owens, very much has the ability to be a heel that's not just that cowardly heel. 
And I don't think they have heels like that often enough in today's product. So I think they're sort of missing an opportunity with Kevin Owens to utilize him as, you know, more of a real bad dude. I think he goes back to that as soon as Jericho goes off to do Fozzie stuff. You know, this like like Pav said in the email, and we thank him for his email, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Um, it kind of came out of, you know, they were feuding with Enzo and Cass, and it just kind of happened. It was a one, it was a, if the story was told, I listened to it just the other day on Talk is Jericho, they had one random tag match, and Kevin Owens kind of ran into Jericho's arms when they won. Vince liked it. Vince went with it you know, and that was it. So I think as soon as you take Jericho out, it's a perfect time for him to revert back. And I don't think he needs a change of scenery. I don't know that we can already say all of these talents need a change of scenery when the brand split is six months old. Things aren't working well if your universal champion needs a change of scenery already. Well, I mean, he has had kind of a really... Yes, but at the same time, if he switches gears and goes back to the guy who made his debut and beat John Cena, I think he can salvage that. And then Finn Balor's back up. And then, you know, you've got all of these potential options. Now, granted, I want to see Owens versus AJ Styles. I want to see Owens versus Bray Wyatt. I want to see Owens versus some of those SmackDown guys. But that doesn't necessarily, I don't think he has to change brands. I'm not opposed to it, but I don't think it's a necessity. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if he doesn't change brands, other people will. You know so. who's a wonderful heel right now? Well, you're Me? obviously a wonderful heel. Neville. Because he's not yeah, he's right. doing the cowardly chicken heel. And he's also healing against other heels. Now, again, this is not the Tuesday night wrap-up yeah. show, but his interactions with Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Noam Dar, uh, is that you? Was pretty good. And again, just you know, I enjoy that he's just he hates everybody. That strikes me as what? Yeah. No, it's working very well. And they're downplaying the anti-American thing that they were going for there just for a couple of weeks as well. I, I think they've redirected that. Well, I think place given the current political climate, being you know that they're they're going to kind of please the current political climate if track records or anything we're gonna see a donald trump stand in in just a couple of weeks time like all i'm saying is expect to see it if he's healthy mr mcmahon comes back it's the best way to do it wearing a red baseball cap Mm. uh since we have said is there anything i'm missing i think i've covered pretty much everything WWE wise, Lucha Underground. Did you buy it yet? Hopefully, you saved yourself the money. I'm just want to make no. sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm not dumb. I told you I was waiting until February first, and when was February the announcement 1st. made? Yeah. There you go. Uh huh. There's your weekly. Uh, 
There's your uh-huh. weekly DBT pod column. Lucha Underground. Nope. I'm not like you, man. I don't start these columns because I know that after like, you know, six editions, I'm going to burn out. You're not them. wrong. Although I do want to write one now that I'm watching yeah. ECW. Just like it's get like Joey Styles has showed up and Tasmaniacs there and Sabu is there. So I need to write something just to be like, you know. There are pieces that are interesting in there. You can it's 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 fun to watch this what became this juggernaut influence. You can see it start to grow, so that's fun. Uh, what is your piece? Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, doing something with the elimination. Chamber. I sent you data when I had the plague. I sent sent you data, data. Just saying. Looking forward let's to get doing a, let's get some more uh, let's get some more love DDT for Triple H because he is the master of the elimination chamber. Let's see if I can put together an entire infographic on the elimination chamber and not mention Triple H. Papa H. Papa H. Papa H. Uh, do we see Ty Dillinger in WWE? I Who do, cares? obviously. Uh, no. Okay. You're probably right. You say yes. If if we did, we would have saw it already. Like, unless they're gonna try probably. to repackage him a little bit. Maybe, maybe he could come back as Seth Rollins' brother, Jeff, Jeff Rollins, and oh, Stan yes. Rollins. And he could feud with Samoa Joe at WrestleMania. I'm here to avenge my brother. Perfect. The sad part is, again, that could entirely be possible. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, I can see WWE WWE is going to do something with this. I hope they're smart about it. But as you've said, track records indicate they'll go the easy route or some ridiculous route. And uh, in all fairness, the track record says that, but I actually think the company's in a smarter place now. And I, I honestly don't think they'll go for the lowest. Sammy Zane is the answer. Stuff. I'm uh, telling you, I'll be disappointed. You, you if make Sammy Zayn a huge star by putting him in a program, by giving him Seth Rollins spot and essentially just doing what exactly you were going to do with Seth Rollins. And, just don't do any tours overseas. And if you and if you if you get to WrestleMania and Seth Rollins can come back, boom, Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe, Rollins versus Triple H, you're you're still in a good spot. Cuz right now, I unless something has unless something happened, you know, was changed, I'm pretty sure they said, you know, most likely he's going to be out about 8 weeks. He could be back for you know, he could be back for WrestleMania. Yep. I know you're he excited sure about it. Come up with some sort of tag team match so he doesn't have to do much. Then you could put Finn Balor in it. He doesn't have to do much. Seth Rollins and Finn Balor versus... And Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe and Triple H and somebody else and... And somebody it's kind else. of where we're at right now with uh, with everything. What's your piece of positivity, sir? Heading through the week. 
Um, well, you know, I heard that uh, Braun Strowman went to an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. He was having, uh, you know, the lobster, and he said, oh, can I have some more shrimp? I really like that. And can I have some of the cod? And bring over the prawn! Oh, man. I won't even look up words that rhyme. I was going to. I was like, what other words could we use? But uh, maybe tomorrow morning I'll think of it. I get up around five-ish, so I'll have time to think about it before the dawn. <laughs> yeah, I heard that, you know that he was uh, leaving Raw last weekend. He was looking for Sami Zayn. They were going to carpool to the next town. But uh, he got out to the parking lot, and the car wasn't there, and apparently uh, Sami Zayn was just gone! Now, if you had thought that through, we would have saved that for the end of the show. (laughs) Obviously, you don't think moves ahead like you would in chess, in which case you've got to protect your What's your piece of the last two of minutes of this show? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Braun Strowman. He was he was on the Titanic, and he met this guy named Jack. And you know, they really hit it off. They were having a great evening together. And Braun says to Jack, "You know, like one of your French girls, I want to be drawn." Oh man, my piece of positivity is Luke Harper being treated like an upper level talent. He's never going to win a world title, and I don't need him to. But he's doing something which is better than doing nothing. So that's that's my piece of positivity. Did you give me one, or are you just making your You're just scouring the alphabet in your head. M N O Q. What what else is there? <laughs> did you enjoy, did you enjoy? So uh, did you enjoy yeah. the part? Uh, that the Heartbreak Kid played in the Royal Rumble. Why? No. <laughs> Did you hear the crowd chanting, Sean? <laughs> we should go. <laughs> He's Doc Bent. DDT Wrestling tell, at gmail.com is where you can tell send your, your friends. <laughs> he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Until we meet again, my friends, we will see you around the neighborhood. So, Braun Strowman, he really likes that Star Wars, and while he's always kind of looked up to Chewbacca, his favorite character would definitely be Solo. You know, Han! Yeah, that was bad. I'm not talking anymore. (laughs)